Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This is our 15th day of Podmas, where we're putting out an episode every day in the lead up to Christmas. Today, we are discussing Netflix's 283rd film from 2019. It's the Nigerian crime drama called Olo Ture. It's directed by Kenneth Guyang and stars Beverly Ozu, Sharon Uya, and Omowumi Dada. I'm Jesse. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me today. Christmas getting getting closer. We are going to race through this one today. Another international film. We've had a few um, through this December period. But we start our show with our fast flicks where we do a quick little summary of what the film is all about. As always, give us a pause and come back later on if you don't want this one spoiled for you. So the fast flicks for this film. This one's about a young journalist going undercover as a prostitute to, to try and expose human trafficking rings but gets caught up in the illegal system. Heads up, this film is heady. Um, the discussion is going to be talking about a few heavy sort of issues and themes and ideas. Um, if this subject matter is a little bit concerning and you're not interested, don't worry, join us tomorrow. Um, if you've seen this film and you're interested in my take on it, hang around. This film is not for everyone. I'm just putting it out there early. But we do talk about how this film ended up on Netflix. This one's got a bit of an interesting story. It's sort of a little bit all over the shop and a bit hard to keep track of. But um, I guess that this film is based on some fact. The film production company uh, stated that the movie was a work of fiction and was inspired by a variety of true events. And the statement also added that the movie Olatore was informed and developed after an in-depth consultation with several entities with diverse accounts of human and sex trafficking. So that comes to the article, I guess, that this is based on from 2014 by a Nigerian journalist called Tobure Uvuri. Uh, and this was released in the Premium Times titled Investigation Inside Nigeria's Ruthless Human Trafficking Mafia. The, the journalist Tobure went undercover as a prostitute in the city of Abuya and the article frames many of the scenes and themes of this film, um, like the deeply entrenched corruption and criminality in the elite Nigerian political society that sort of enables uh, the prostitution trafficking rings. The ideas of inequality, exploitation, the rural, less educated women, the ruthless madams who act as like these middlemen, the idea of the next level and, and that idea of moving to Europe and um, being the, the Forza Speciale, I guess, going to Italy, the forced, the unprotected sex, the passports that are falsified, and even the murders. Um, these were all observed by Tabore in her undercover stint as a journalist. Uh, Ovore actually took action, legal action against the filmmakers, saying that they didn't consult her and claims that about 70% of her story was retold without permission. And she asked for $5 million in damages and a credit at the end of the film. I couldn't see the outcome of this, but there is a credit to her at the end of the film. So possibly she did um, manage to get her way. The filming for this film uh, began on November 5th of 2018 in Lagos in Nigeria. And this is the second Netflix original Nigerian film. The other one being Lionheart, which we've also covered on this show. And I, I enjoyed that film when that, um, we looked at that one as well. So that's another good one to check out. This film is the first of a multi-title partnership that Netflix and Abdudi Ebony Life um, entered into a partnership um, as the streamer continues to make inroads into the African continent. Under this partnership, Abudi is producing, producing Netflix original series and branded films that will be licensed to the service. 
that's where it gets interesting. Um, Olatore is set to return to Netflix as a TV series. So Sharon Oya, the lead actress in the, the film that we're covering today, made this announcement on August 15th of 2023 on her Instagram page. So the upcoming series is going to delve into the journey of the main character, and this is obviously a spoiler, um, of Olatore after she crosses the border um, and is trafficked abroad as an undercover journalist. Intrigued, very intrigued. This is sort of uh, recent news from this year. This film, it reached the top 10 worldwide on Netflix in its first few days, and the director said, it's huge for me as a filmmaker that people have access to the film from all over the world. I want many people as possible, as many people as possible, to see it and have conversations about sex trafficking. And that's the whole gist of this film, is to highlight this issue, I would suggest. The set locations, especially this, this final scene at a border, this, this set was built from scratch. All the cars, the trucks, the hawkers, they're all brought in over two days, and they had about 400 people on set for those days of working, which is quite a feat for a nice little film. Um, the film does finish with statistics on human trafficking, highlighting what I was mentioning before, and, and talking about it being the modern-day slavery in action. The statistics they use is that the industry is worth $150 billion globally and $99 million alone is generated from sexual exploitation. So the route or the route between Northeast and West Africa generates about $150 million a year in profits. Very sad. This film is sad. As I mentioned before, it's pretty heavy. Um, this did premiere in October on the 31st of 2019 at Tunis as the premiere and then hit Netflix worldwide on the 2nd of October 2020. Translation, so the word Oloture, uh, which which is the title, and I think it, it translates to clockwork, I think, along those lines. But we do see at the end of the film that it sort of um, mentions that um, it's another word as well, uh, accountable, I think. No, not accountable, um, endurance. The word endurance as well is mentioned. I guess uh, in Portuguese, it, the title is For a Better Life, which is a good one too. Russian, it goes with the, the simple title of journalist. So some interesting things there. The tagline for this film was, her quest to expose the truth takes her to the verge of no return. Um, not a huge fan of that tagline. Pretty pretty straightforward. Just tells us the story, really. So nothing too exciting there. What are the critics and audiences saying about this film? On Rotten Tomatoes, it only has one review. It's fresh. So not many people, um, not many critics have seen it. Same with the audience. Less than 50 ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Sits at 56%, so that's kind of pretty low. On IMDb, it only has 100, sorry, 877 ratings. Sits at a 5.6 out of 10. Fairly high. Letterboxd, fairly high again, 3.2 out of 5 on a bit over 600 ratings. It's only been logged by about 800 people. So again, two days in a row, not a lot of people have seen these films. What are my early thoughts? Ah, this is brutal. This film's going to be triggering for some and deservedly so. The message and the story it tells, though, it's important. It's exposing what's happening in the real world with very little being done to prevent it, and it's done really effectively through this film. So um, I'm a, a bit of a fan of this film and, and how it was put together. Let's talk about the characters. So Olatore is our main character. That's her real name. Her undercover name is Ehi. She's this journalist who goes undercover as a prostitute for a story for the newspaper that she works for. She seems to come from a fairly well-off family. She's got this mum who cares for her. She's got, the mum's got this nice big house. She's able to provide food, that sort of stuff. So, so on that nicer side of things, compared to the world we see her working in, she's obviously committed to the story that she wants to tell and the cause, but doesn't know when to call it quits or when to back out or when to say no. And this becomes especially obvious when the story does become her story from a, a pretty impactful scene in this film. Linda is Ehi's um, friend and roommate in this um, this house where all the prostitutes live together. Um, she helps her meet this character called Miss Alero, who we'll talk about soon. Um, 
Linda's goal is that she's working to help pay for her sister's freedom, I guess, from this small little town to, to get her to Europe too. Um, her name's Beauty and, and she wants to spend that time with her sister and create a better life for them so they can send money back home to their mum and support their mum as well. But little does she know this, this world is not a very nice place. Um, Mecca is Olatoro's boss at the newspaper. He checks in with her regularly. There's sort of some weird love interest that they try to show between the two. I'm not sure if that was needed at all because this guy is literally just her connection to her job. Miss Alero, I mentioned before, she's this, um, she's like a, a female pimp, a female lady who takes the money from the, these down and out women to smuggle, the promise of smuggling them to Europe. In saying that, she's strong. She stands her ground to the males in this film, the male pimps, and she's lived the lives that these women have. Um, but, you know, she is letting them be abused as well, which is a little bit sad. Um, Blessing is the other character I'll sort of touch on. She's a sad story. She's um, she's a character who's stuck with this pimp called Chucks. He abuses her. He won't let her go because he's scared of what he will do without her. She was a ward of the state. She's been an orphan all her life. Really easy, obviously, to manipulate. And Chucks has too much power over her. But another sad sort of story and character in this world. The director, Kenneth Guyang. Uh, 10 directing credits, some big chunks of TV, nothing I've heard of. Very interested to see um, some other pieces of his work, though, based on this film. Let's talk about some scenes. What are some scenes that stood out? What are some ones that didn't stand out? This is really hard because this film is is heavy. Um, so it's hard to sort of criticize or, you know, the, the scenes that, the, the ones that more disgusted me that this actually happens in life, I guess. But the things that were good, the, the opening scene is really cleverly done. There's this camera that tracks the girls through this club. Um, all these men that are interested and the camera goes into the room with a, a man and a woman uh, with Olatore and um, you know she escapes out a window she runs down a street it sort of sets the film up really well for how heavy it's going to be um, we see Olatore following Linda to meet this Miss Alero this this ticket out to Europe and Alero cracks it um, and the fear of Linda that this is this is going to go wrong because of, of you know, Olatura following her and, you know, that fear of her sister and not being able to provide her sister with a better life. That was really sad. Um, Olatura dealing with her abuse. Um, she's abused and, you know, we see her, she's too ashamed to confront or talk to her mum or see her mum. She goes to church, all these types of things, just the sadness that was in her face. Um, and, and finally, Linda is murdered. And that scene, that was devastating. That really hit me. That was just a gut-wrenching gut -wrenching punch. Um, that was so sad. The things that I didn't necessarily like, it's not that I that they weren't important, they just really made me feel horrible. Um, the sexual assault by the politician Philip on Olatore, it was hard to watch, that was horrible. Um, the same with Chucks beating Blessing. And again, this is this is probably not needed, this scene, but Amika, um, Olatore's boss, you know, he, she's given him her diaries of all the things that have happened and her boss goes to see Philip and be like, I know what you do. And he sort of beats him down in the bathroom. It's not really needed. I'd rather see this Philip guy brought down, but I, in saying that, I probably understand why. The filmmakers made that choice to to not bring him down because if we're reflecting real life, it's very, very hard to bring politicians or, or men with power down. So I understand that too. I just didn't like that scene. Um, the themes, the ideas, obviously human trafficking, the abuse that those have, you know, the, the how people take advantage uh, and sometimes this is of the most vulnerable people. The people actually need to get out for a better life. So it's super sad. That idea of politicians and people with power and abusing it, especially men, they literally get whatever they want in this film, which is super sad. That idea through Olatore, that, that knowing when you need to step back, that sometimes personal emotion takes over when justice is trying to be found. 
money money runs the world obviously what can money buy how much of it is needed that idea of trying to escape poverty and that to that that changing idea of society especially um you know in this film they, they make lots of commentary about technology changing lives even if it's the idea of of um pimping alero she says to chucks the pimp at some stage that you're in an analog world and we're in the digital world you've got to adjust and change um with society too what did i take away from this film this is a um, a reference from a Nigerian who wrote some commentary on this film. So, you know, close to home story. Um, name is Okiki Adetuti. And this is what they said. They said, Olatore is not a complete thought because it was never about Olatore. It's about how people of this country have positioned themselves to think they deserve to be abused. How politicians, powerful men and women can still get away with anything and how under our noses sex trafficking grew into a million dollar industry and we're still not doing anything about it just what a great take like that, that sums it all up perfectly um like i said this film is devastating and you can probably tell from the, the, the not the lack of enthusiasm in my voice but the just thinking about this film how impactful it was um questions ponderings what are some thoughts on this film that idea and you know this is spoiler territory Olatore, she crosses the border um what's going to happen to her Obviously, we're going to get a Netflix um, series about it now too, but will she escape? Will she keep writing her story? What's going to happen? I'm interested. Um, the idea that as a journalist, I mean, and these are just some iffy things with the plot, but why would Olatori be sent alone to such a dangerous environment? Why wouldn't there be more check-ins? Why wouldn't she go with a partner? Some things like that didn't make sense. There's a scene where we spoke about Philip and, and he takes advantage of Olatore. He makes her like he offers her aspirin, which is obviously a pill to make her sleep. She'd already she'd already tipped her drink out when he tried to spike it earlier. So why didn't she like put the pill under her tongue and spit it out? Like it just didn't make sense. Um, I wasn't a big fan of that. I don't understand why they had to include a love interest between um, Olatore and her boss. It just it sort of didn't add anything to the plot. Um, Miss Alero, she sort of gets away. We don't see the follow up from her. They, they had her registration plate at one stage. We know she didn't cross the border. Like, does anyone go after her? I hope so. I hope we see that in the, the follow-up. The same with the politician, Philip. Like, is he held accountable? Hopefully. Hopefully we see some accountability. Um, and those, I mentioned this before, those end credits, they say, Olatore endurance. Is that what's meant to um, make us think that she's going to be okay as she crosses that border? She's got that endurance. She's going to push through and she's going to protect all these girls that she's with. That's a, that's a nice thing, I think. And, and I guess I get why most of these questions are left unanswered. They don't need answers because this film is commentary on what's actually happening and no one has answers or consequences for their actions in real life. So it makes sense not to do that in the film too. So I get that. I, I get that. Um, I'm ready to wrap this up. We give the film a rating out of five. For me, like this is a really hard film to recommend because of the depressing nature. I, but I think it's an important watch. It highlights something that's often ignored or put in the too hard basket for Western society. The, the performances, the script, they make it work and it make you feel disgusted that people endure this and this actually happens in our world. So I'm giving this a three and a half out of five, a good film from me. We're on socials. We've got Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or X now, formerly known as Twitter, now known as X. The question I wanted to put on there for the episode today is, um, like, will the long form series or the sequel that they're making be as compelling as this film? I really hope so. I hope it's not just giving answers to the film, because as I mentioned, I think it is important that some things are left unanswered. Um, we're back tomorrow. Tomorrow, another international film from 2020. It's the Hindi language satirical comedy drama called Serious Men. This one's directed by Sudhya Mishra and stars Nawazuddin Siddiqui, Indira Tiwari, Nazar, Akshaf Das, Sanjay Navarkar, Shweta Basu Prasad, and Yogesh Yadav. Got that tomorrow. Hope you're here to check it out with me. 
I'll say you tomorrow.